You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Deli Alley. Savalesha got a little piece of it. Son. Deli Alley. 2 0 Tottenham. A goal beautiful in its intricacy of passing. Tottenham 2, the morning leaders nil. Well, here we go. It's uh, obviously the weekend, and a real football show is back. I wish we had some better news about uh, the USA England match from yesterday, but you know what? We'll dive into that. There's plenty of other things to talk about that could make us sad, but there's some really exciting things to talk about as well. Perk is back in the house. Of course, I'm Animal. Perk, who's rolling with us this week? Uh, our Concordia duo is back. So Jason Whitus, the head coach of Concordia Men's Soccer, and Nick Holmes, uh, originally from Sunderland or Southampton, England. Sorry, sorry, uh, Southampton, England. Red and white. So. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, one of the four of us is happy about the result yesterday. So guys, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks. So we, uh, the show is going to be up just a little bit later than normal on a Friday just because we wanted to have that result of England-USA kind of under our belt, uh, not really digesting it very well. It's kind of stuck somewhere in the craw area, somewhere in the, in the, in the, in the mid, mid-cockle range. It's stuck somewhere in this area because it's jabbing I, I, us. I thought it would be a better game. I really did. <laughs> Everybody and, else did, too. And we, it, we were just talking about this, of course, beforehand, and England looked really good. Let me give England all the credit. They, There's they, a England reason that really they good. finished fourth in the World Cup. Uh, right. Yeah. Look at that squad. Uh, we helped them look really good, too. I mean, <laughs> Jason was talking about how our defenses didn't look very good. And it's not like England brought their A-plus squad. They brought a B-plus squad. Hey, Jesse yeah, Lingard's but, in the house. I mean, you got so, you, yes. some of the usual suspects that were there for the World Cup. Yeah, but no Kane, and then their back line with no Stones and you know, Walker, Maguire. Gabe Rooney is uh, 120th cap. Yeah, you know, you got that fine. done. Yeah. Rashford you know, came in later. You know, So right. they're, they're missing a lot of firepower. Yeah, De- I think Deli Alley might have been the only, the only starter from the World Cup that actually started in that game, I Thing. Uh, P- uh, Pick, uh, oh, Pickford, yeah. Pickford. And he he came up big a couple times. I mean, the, yeah, the, nice the first chance, yeah. Sick, so yeah. Lingard, Alexander-Arnold, and Wilson with goals. And Alexander-Arnold mm-hmm. would have been big in the World Cup mm-hmm. if, yep. if he wasn't hurt. So, yep. but, but still, yeah, they had a lot of firepower just sitting there and enjoying Rooney's day. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was cool to see Rooney come on, and he played fine. But, Jason, what do you think? I mean... We need we, a coach! We, we, need, we need a coach! <laughs> we need, hey, coach! We need a coach! <laughs> I wish they your application me, in, Jay. I didn't get a call or an interview or anything. You said no. I'm yeah, mostly at Concordia. Yeah, a lot of things to think about, you know. But <laughs> No, it was uh, severely disappointing. I mean, I, yes, you're going up against a very good England squad, but you would expect the game to be more competitive, especially knowing that these U.S. players have just so much to play for. They're playing yeah. for their future within the, the U.S. program, and um, you know, I'm not saying that they they threw in the towel or didn't really give a full effort, but it, it was a bit disappointing to see uh, not just the result, but uh, you know, England's dominance in the game. And, and like you said, yeah. they they have the players to be dominant. But uh, we were talking before. I I was just disappointed with us defensively. Not uh, one. I just felt like you had players just chasing around the ball uh, yes, in, in yes, pockets this. of of yeah. of gr- groups of two and three. They were just chasing it. There was no organized pressing to it. Uh, so it was like pick that apart. Yeah, they were running around. That's something to do with coaching, though. Like maybe they need a coach. (laughs) The funny thing is, it's funny that that Nick would say this because many of the articles that are on the internet today say the players are not to blame for this game. Yeah, 
they were really poor out wide defensively, like in two v two situations. That they were really poor. I mean, I to me, it's it's soccer one on one. It's basic stuff that uh, you would expect a team of that quality and, and coaches of that quality to be better at. But. So, so Nick, does a coach fix that, or or does that? I think the reality it, is right. Should know this. The, yeah. the reality is that when when teams win, it's the players, and when teams lose, it's the coach. Oh, I see. That's just. I mean, that's just the blame. That's the blame that goes around. The blame game. And um, but when you when you put in a performance like that, I think, I mean, you've got to ask questions of the coach. But I just don't understand why it's taking the U.S. And we had the same discussion, I think, last time Jason and I <laughs> We've were been on. discussing this for a while. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Because it's been a year. Why? <laughs> why? I mean, you would expect them to come with the the absolute best candidate possible if they're taking 13 months to do it. <laughs> yes, yeah. The bright spark was Christian. He did a great he job. Good. You know, he he showed why he's the brightest U.S. kid out there on the field. That's what he did, and that's what we expected. No, but we expected everybody to have at least some kind of little spark. I I, I can't think of another person I thought played well. I, I really thought can't. that mid the the midfielder was okay. Um, McKinney. No. Oh. Um, no. Trap, will trap. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was okay. Um, Oof. I just don't. I don't <laughs> like. I don't like. Um, I think it's you look at. So I I, I look at. So we were playing um, Jaden uh, Sancho, right? Yeah. Um, and then you look at Pulisic, and looking at those two players yesterday in the game, you take Sancho every time. He was just so dynamic and so dangerous, and. It's almost like Pulisic was carrying the weight of the entire U.S. team, and the, the other very young kid could just be freely be move freely around. move around, and there, there's no pressure on him. So I think that's something that they'll have to address moving forward as well. Brad Guzan yeah. revealing what he said to Wayne Rooney after preventing the forward from scoring on his last England appearance. Rooney, of course, bowing out from international football, making his 120th final appearance, blah, blah, blah. You know all about this. Uh, you know, And we can get into that. The Atlanta goalkeeper, which, by the way, Atlanta, man. I mean, we got to get through, of course. Uh, we do, yeah, but, uh, we got our own jobs here with KC, but we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, said he and Rooney now playing in the MLS, D.C. United, exchanged a few words on the pitch in the tunnel after the match. I uh, said, I said, congratulations. You've had a fantastic career. We had some words in the tunnel afterwards. It was a good move for him going to America. He said his, he settled. His family uh, really enjoys it. And so, you know, Rooney is happy playing in the United States, which is kind of cool, you know. And they probably, they probably know each other, you know, on some level. They've been played in England for you know, years, yeah. yeah. You know, so Hence they each other. know each other on some level. So, you know, goes on, of course, uh, England Shores, played for Aston Villa between uh, 08 and 2016. So uh, he's on loan with Hull City, uh, where he was uh, in 2011, one season stint as Middlesbrough in 16 and 17. And then, of course, back in Atlanta in 2017, which, again, this is going to lead us into the MLS playoffs at some point, but this is where we are right now. But it was kind of cool. They had a little exchange, and, and Rooney says that he's, he's settling into the D.C. United kick. So He's, he's done pretty well at D.C. Yeah, United. Yeah, look what he's done for that team. Look, it's yeah. crazy what he's done for that team. Yeah. His, his playing level has upped everybody around him. That's what they do, right? That's, that's, that's what great players do. I mean, yeah. they, they elevate the level of everyone around him, and he's done that. I mean, he's, what a candidate for player of the year. Yeah. yeah. I'll get revealed in the next couple of weeks, I think. So probably, yeah. So. so it didn't hurt England at all to give Rooney a cap, you know, and let him go out on his 120th because a lot of people were squawking about that, I, saying, yeah. "Why are we doing this? You know, we're just doing it." It didn't hurt anything. England I, I was surprised fine. to hear that was even a thing. Nah. And and 
I thought as a small percent of people, but evidently there was more people who didn't like this. Squawked about it. Yeah, nah, but, but Nick, you're, you're, you're fine with it, right? You, yeah, I, I think it's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of nostalgia and, um, you know, honoring somebody. And again, the, the, the game in some in some sense is a bit, it's a meaningless international friendly. Right. Why not take that opportunity to say thank you to somebody that did so much for it? For England, um, and, and you know yeah. it gets a lot easier because we only have Italy next Tuesday. <laughs> that actually will be a little, a little bit easier. I still don't know why the game's in Belgium. I don't know why it's, it's in Belgium. It's so but. weird. I mean, they're just you know telling us the whole thing, you know, of not having it in Italy. Yeah, you know, we went over this last week. It just it does. It's so weird. And of course, you know, talking about field problems, you know, of course, about the National Football League, the American football, they had to move their game from Mexico uh, into uh, Los Angeles. And uh, because the of the field, field is yeah, terrible. Yeah. So, was it a Shakira concert or something that ruined the field? Or, is that what it was? Uh, it's a, it's a, Are what? you serious? Yeah, it was a concert. <laughs> I, didn't I can't remember. You, look, you have to look it up, Animal, but some kind of concert uh, ruined, ruined the, the field. field. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Mexican uh, officials, there's so much uh, egg on their face. I can't think of the right word, but they're embarrassed. They're ashamed because this was like going to be a crown jewel. Again, we're talking about American football here for just a second. But it was a crown jewel for them to have this game there, the Rams and the, and the Chiefs, to play down there on Monday Night Football. And it's in oh L.A. now. Gosh. Well, you know, if we're talking about American football, when that, right. that, that game was at uh, Wembley. Wembley. And, you know, where Tottenham plays, it, it, that field looked awful for the Spurs. <laughs> they destroyed it. Absolutely yeah. destroyed it. And I think right it's, it's funny that uh, American football, like, you know, NFL can't play somewhere because they're, they're going to destroy the field. And, and really, <laughs> does it doesn't matter. I mean, they're, they're just running on it. It's not like the ball needs it's to, all that digging to roll in. perfectly. I'm yeah. assuming it's all that digging in that they do. Yeah, because right down the center of the field at, at Just Wembley. shoot up. Yeah. So we have a lot to get to. We have, you know, we get to uh, talk some UEFA. We talk some FA Cup. We'll get into the whole rigmarole. And, of course, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, Remembrance Day just going by with a oh, poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, of course, uh, Dave Wilson, who's over at the game, sent us some really cool videos. We will share those up on uh, the, uh, the Real Football Show Facebook page. Of course, on Facebook, on Twitter, it is the Real Football Show. And, yes, you can find us online. Our show is always online. You get the full show in, in case that there's edited editions uh, because of high school football taking over. But, yeah, on ESPN uh, Lincoln.com, uh, ESPN1480.com. It's there. So we've got a couple of different addresses you can hit up. And, of course, Facebook and Twitter, the social media places that you would find us. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. Well, the shot is blocked. Anderson chips it into the area. Milner's there. There's the cutback. There's the It is a real football show on ESPN FM 101.5, 14 a.m. It's Animal, it's Perk, it's Jason, it's Nick. A couple of coaches and just a couple of knuckleheads running the show this week. we got to get into MLS because, wow, how exciting are Kansas City right now. Sporting Kansas City is such an exciting team. Don't let us down, baby. Don't let us down. Now, what's next for Sporting KC? Of course, whew, 
Portland. That was a nail biter against Real that in game, our own house. That game was so intense. Yikes! And if you if you just saw the final score, was it four two or something? Hmm. I mean, it's like oh, it wasn't that way through the game. No. <laughs> oh, we I thought we had it lost. I don't know if you guys watched the game. We were going to no, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, and we had it. Sporting looked like. The best team in the league the first half. They look so good. I think only got a goal. They look so good. Second half, all these defensive breakdowns, all this stuff. Like, what's going on here? And and Peter Marie's is a very he likes pushing the ball. Dude, he is but he, he is aggressive. Two, he's up two goals, aggregate, two different times in the game. And he still kept putting pushing forward. He's like, Don't don't park and, the bus. Get get up there and get another one. And so to a degree, it's like, oh, it's kinda cool to see, but you got to play smart then too, uh, but you know I'm not. I mean, Vermees is great, but then Real had a chance to in the last ten minutes two golden opportunities yeah. to tie the game, which means they win an aggregate. And one was Nick Beasler, Matt Beasler's brother. Is this so? Two things. Luckily, he's a center back, <laughs> and luckily he has no left foot because he gets this ball wide open like the six yard line, and he tries to move it to his right foot. And then hits side net on the on the outside of the side net. It's like that was a that was just a, then another chance too, and just intense. And then of course they pop up at, at ninety minutes, seven minutes of extra time, stoppage time, like seven oh, minutes man. of extra time. It was like what? Game was Are you serious? That probably is how many minutes most games should actually have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but and you just don't see it. Very not often. when you're the guy who wants the game to end. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> we do not have any friends in Salt Lake, by the way. How many times have we uh, shut them down in one way or another? Man, there is no fans out in Salt Lake for KC and at remember, all. Uh, you know, Ray Shirley, the, you know, AO Omaha guy and huge Sporting Gate. He's said. Even though Real was the fifth, fifth or sixth seed, sixth seed, because they got in because the Galaxy didn't win their last game, mm-hmm. is the only reason they even got into playoff. He goes, they always give Sporting KC trouble. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a matchup problem for us for some reason. It's so weird too with the playoffs because now we go to the conference finals. Okay, so Atlanta and uh, Atlanta United and the and the Red Bulls will play on Sunday, the twenty fifth. We'll play the same day, but we play at six thirty. We take on Portland. It's so weird how the playoffs fall. Who was it that we had on the show that just the, the MLS playoffs make no sense at all? <laughs> that was Ray. Also, <laughs> was that Ray as well? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just so far away. It's like two weeks off from the last game. They, they, they did abide by like the international break, and so they're waiting until next Sunday. So, but they don't do it the rest of the year. They don't pay attention to international break, but they do now. And you know, we're just fine, I guess. I, just, I, don't, I don't want to wait that long. Now, the playoffs, they've been great. No, let's every, go. <laughs> every single game has been awesome for these yeah. playoffs. Yeah. And even uh, Decision Day, the week before, with the Galaxy and Sporting and everybody having every game mattered. And now we got to wait two weeks. So, and it's tough for the players, too, uh, sure, to, to take so. a type of break. And coaching, too, probably. You, know, you can't say, what, what, what do you do? Yeah, you're just eager to get after it, you know. You, uh, All the sitting tough. around is just, it's its terrible. It's the worst. It's gut-wrenching. So, so we'll just wait. You know, so a week from Sunday will be that. They, <laughs> it's aggregate again. You play the, the one home in the way. And I'm in fact, going, Atlanta taking the first game, uh, they'll play at Mercedes first, and yeah. then they'll go to play at New York. Which might sound odd because everybody thinks Atlanta's the best team in, Correct. in, in the league, but New York overtook them the last day of the mm-hmm. season. So Sporting KC will actually play at Portland the first game and then yeah. come home to play at Ch- Children's Mercy Park on the 29th of November. I'm going to that game, a Thursday night game at 8.30 at night, oh. end of November. Oh, I might, I might have to dress warm. Might have to? <laughs> You'd be a popsicle by the end of that game. Okay, let me. Atlanta United, Mercedes Benz Stadium. 
You got the, the, it's like 70,000 people yeah. at that game. They, they've surpassed over 1 million in attendance this year. And it's MLS record, of course. That's just unbelievable. Um, What's the average? Uh, I don't know what the average is. I bet they average 40 or 50. Yeah, I know that they were averaging uh, well above any Major League Baseball team this, this whole year. <laughs> it, it's, it's unbelievable. So that Sunday game, that they had the MLS playoff record with over 70,000 against NYCFC. Um, and so before, Atlanta now has the top seven most attended MLS games in history. Wow. <laughs> the, the top before that... So the, the top 10, the first seven is Atlanta United in the past year and a half, really. Eighth is actually LA Galaxy's first game ever in 1996 played at the Rose Bowl against the New York Metro Stars, New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. And then the next couple are Seattle. Seattle has a really good crowd, too, really good following. I think that's what a lot of people in America are hoping is the future of soccer here, that it's not just Atlanta United. There's eight other teams that are just like that. And you want to talk about taking U.S. men's national team to the next level. I think that's part of it, uh, building just this soccer culture that is everybody's passion, exciting, so, excited and about. Atlanta's not a hotbed of soccer, mm-hmm. right? No. I mean, when you think soccer. But they also don't have – it's weird because they play in the – the new Georgia Dome, whatever it is, right? Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it seats a ton of people, but they build these soccer-specific stadiums. No one's building an eighty-thousand-seat soccer-specific stadium anywhere in the country, so you're never going to break that record unless you're <laughs> right. playing no. somewhere point. else. Atlanta are the number one franchise right now. Three, uh, three hundred thirty million. Kansas City are ninth most valuable at two hundred seventy million. Dead last. You want to take a guess at who's dead last in MLS in franchise value? Chicago Fire, Columbus. Yeah, it starts with a C. You guys are you know on the right track. It starts with a C. Colorado Rapids, dead oh, last yeah. at one hundred fifty-five million. I mean, so here's here's the exciting news. Welcome to rivalry city or rivalry state of the Taylor plant family plans to pay two hundred fifty million in cash for a twenty thousand seat. Downtown Stadium in St. Louis for a potential expansion Speaking team of, soccer of towns, MLS. Yeah. St. Louis is a soccer town. So it this is. would create, again, that whole I-70 type series. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for those of you who recall the 80s when the you know the Cardinals and the Royals battled out. St. Louis is also a baseball town. Yeah, St. Louis is a right. soccer town, a baseball town. It is. There's there's a lot of great history from St. Louis. You even look back to St. Slu and how how great programs they've had in the past. The 1950 uh, team or whatever that legendary yeah. team. I think I think that was like half St. Louis people. And then there's been a lot of uh, professional soccer players that have come out of St. Louis and U.S. men's national team players. And it's just it's a great. I'm surprised they haven't had an MLS team. So it would be paid for with cash by the team owners. <laughs> paid cash. Cash. Paid ca- the Taylor family. I want to be a... Am I I got to find out if I'm related to the Taylor family. <laughs> anyway, they, they talk about this. It's it's in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, they are hopeful, which, of course, if you're hopeful and you're putting up $250 million and it's all cash, I don't think you have to be too hopeful. <laughs> I think you're probably going to get a franchise at some point. Um, uh Carolyn Betts, granddaughter of Enterprise Rent-A-Car founder Jack Taylor and executive director of Enterprise Holdings, said the nine-person ownership group has no had no plans to borrow money to build the 20,000-seat stadium. Boom. So it'll probably be the Enterprise Dome or the Enterprise Stadium or something like that. You know, just whatever they want. <laughs> exactly. So there it is. Uh, Jim Cavanaugh, who's from Worldwide Technology uh, and the Enterprise Holdings family, and they, they, they're unsure... They're not telling the group how many spots are left in the league. 
But are we getting too many teams in the MLS? Yeah, it's getting to that point for sure. That's, that's a concern, right? Yeah. They really start to think about a, a top league and a second league. Uh, you know, obviously USL. Oh, USL's. are you talking about relegation and promotion? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You better stop with all that forward thinking over there, man. Have the cops in here any second, take you away. And it's They'll call obviously, you crazy. Obviously not going to happen, especially considering they just can't came out with their really structured tier with the USL and yeah. then the you know next. Did you see next the naming of that, by the way? Uh, yeah, it's, I can't remember. They, so there's they a name followed, now. They followed the England way. I, I the championship and league then, yeah. one, league two. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? With and this? cops are coming down the hall. They're taking all you crazy people out of here. <laughs> put you in a rubber room. There's no way that this will ever fly in the United States. I mean, if 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 the actual American Football League will not do anything about it, then somebody's going to have to lead the charge on this and do a relegation and promotion league. NLF would be NFL would be awesome if they had that. They never will. Just do, do way too much money. No, they can just suck and get the number one draft pick. That's garbage. <laughs> That's garbage. I will say that till I'm in a box. <laughs> that is garbage. That's the most passionate I've seen him suck. ever. That's <laughs> reward sucking. Suck, suck, suck. Oh well, here's a present. Boom. There you go. That's actually. He's on to that's actually a really good point. Like you're actually rewarding people for being bad by getting yeah. the first draft pick. Right. Yeah. Why why doesn't the team that wins get the first draft pick? Like if I win the Super Bowl, I should get the first draft pick. And you obviously can see how it's working so well for the Cleveland Browns. Right. <laughs> right. Boom! He comes right. in with the hammer at the end. Real game to the the Big Twelve yeah. or something. The, the European NFL or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They have the different divisions for the college. I mean, I know that's not a relegation promotion, but they have to division. There's been talk about that for college, actually. You know? That that is going to have to be saved for the next segment. I'm sorry, we have no much time. It's, it, again, I hear people knocking on the front door. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015. AM. It's the Real Football Show. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. You know you were trying to count the passes leading to Coutinho's second and Liverpool's third. Yeah, and I, my fingers were doing tens. I know you ran out. Someone's done it for us, thankfully, with a calculator. 19. Talking of 19, here's Mane. And that's another great goal. But it's another dagger to Arsenal Hearts. And around the Emirates, there are a significant number of Gunners fans getting out of their seats and heading for the exits with half an hour still to play. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. Jason and Nick, a couple of coaches joining us this week. And uh, Perk, of course, I'm Animal. So EPL is off this week, you know, international break. Uh, as it usually is about this time before uh, Thanksgiving. They don't have Thanksgiving in England, do they? No, they don't. They have. No, they, they do not. They do not have Thanksgiving in <laughs> They're England. They're not thankful for anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're thankful we left. That's probably what it is. They're thankful we all, all of us Puritans left to start our own place. So they can beat up on us in soccer. Yeah, games, yeah. Man, so. they, they can thrash us in our own way. So relegation is we are, what do you think? We're about a third of the way through the season at this point? Uh, yeah. About a third of the way. Fulham, Huddersfield, and Cardiff City. <laughs> They'd be getting the boot right now if it was all over with. And uh, Southampton would probably be real close to circling the drain as well. Which, again... Wait, Nick's, I know, Nick, you, being a Southampton fan, your, your dad, a legend at Southampton, uh, you, you haven't liked this team this year. I, I, I know that. And No, I don't. And I was, I've talked to my dad about it a few times. They lack, or this is what I think, and obviously I'm not there every day, so I don't really know, but they, I think they lack an identity as a group of people and as a team, and they don't. Like the way they play is not 
cut and thrust to it, I guess. And um, I just think they don't know what they don't know what they are. You know, are they gonna are they are the team that sits back and defends like Burnley did last year, or are they a team that like Bournemouth who's going to try and go for it every game? But they sit somewhere in between, and then they just don't know. You know, they they don't know. And when you look at the stats, I mean, I think outside of you know Man City, Liverpool, and Tottenham, or or someone they've or Chelsea, I think they've created the most scoring chances out of anybody. Really, really, yes. But I mean, they couldn't. Finish a sentence, let alone you know <laughs> they have eight goals. Man City has not lost yet, but neither has Liverpool, neither has Chelsea, and again they're off this week. I think the amazing thing is the stats. When you look at the stats, Man City number one with Aguero with eight goals. But then, if I scroll down just a bit and look at all of the assists, the helpers, the apples, if you will, <laughs> Mendy is second in assists, and Sterling is tied with him second for assists. Oh, oh, another guy we didn't mention, by the way, didn't play. Sterling didn't play in the USA-England game, too. Right. It's like, geez. So you have the leading goal scorer and two, tie, two guys tied for second in assists uh, in stats for goals. Yeah, they're just... 36 goals in 12 games. Well, and their goal difference is 31. Yeah. It's plus 31. But I think you mentioned this last time, Jason. It's not not only the goals, it's what they're giving up, which is oh, yeah. nothing. You look at the top three teams, it's Man City giving up five, Liverpool five, and Chelsea eight. I mean, there's there's a reason that they're in the top three. They don't concede. Yeah. that's And they're averaging three goals a game. The Spurs, are, just, the Spurs are doing the best they can to hang in there, but they still have three losses. And Arsenal's been playing very well right. this year. It's, it's, a, it's a great year, so it's a great year. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, three goals a game. So you have to score four goals to beat Man City. Right. And since they've given up five in 12 games, it's probably not happening. No. No, it's not happening. No. <laughs> uh, first time in England top flight history, not just EPL, so the 130 years that there's been three undefeated teams this late in the season. What? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I mean, it's it shows. And uh, by the way, the the bang the Chelsea drum a little bit. Uh, the first time in EPL history uh, that uh, Sarri's been the first manager to be unbeaten in his first 12 games. Really? Yeah. The the previous record was Frank Clark, who I don't know, hmm. a Nottingham Forest guy, it was in 1994. Okay. They finished third that year, so I don't know. Then that's where Chelsea's sitting right now. So speaking of Man City, okay, I want to know if you can remember at all what you were doing at the age of fourteen. I want to. I just want to. I mean, besides, you know, I was moving to America. Being a hor- really? Be, really? besides yeah. being a horny fourteen-year-old kid, <laughs> can you think of what you might have been doing when you were fourteen? I Anything was, at all? I, I was sulking in uh, Tom Osborne's Orange Bowl loss to Miami oh, okay. when he went for right. two. Yep, yep. All right. <laughs> That's between my age. He's got the balls to do it, man. He tried. Man City signed a 14-year-old kid. Dark, Darko Giabi from Millwall, 14 years old, just earned a 300,000-pound check. 14. He's 14, and he picked up from Millwall, which, of course, Millwall are still angry about everything, and they want to punch you in the face for it. But <laughs> Says the West Ham fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Says every team that plays Millwall. He should true. probably never go to Millwall. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, that's what we understand is Millwall is a very rough area. Darko Giabi joining the Manchester team for Millwall for 300,000 pounds, English wow. pounds. Um, and so, of course, uh, Arsenal... And the Wolves were trying to sign this kid as well. Oh, okay. So this is a known person then, obviously. He is, so. uh, yeah, he's from Catford, 
Uh, box-to-box central midfielder flair and skill caught the attention of the Premier League champions. So they are comparing him to Pogba uh, in style. The latest teenager from South London to move to the Etihad campus as City's recruitment has shown a clear trend of targeting youngsters in the capital. It might take a while for him to crack that top squad, though, in Man City. <laughs> He's 14! Right. He's 14! I mean, how many youth players? Uh, that'd be interesting. I mean, how many players in the next four years from a City's youth system will crack that squad? If like 100 people had on loans. Well, they might not have anyone coming in or out based on the story I read yesterday about the Uh-oh. financial fair play. Um, they are in, being investigated for signing underage players. Oh, no. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Based on financial fair play rules, you can't sign a contract as under 18 years old. And apparently they have been signing contracts or something you along those lines. the cookie jars, they yeah. say. Uh, I find it hard to believe that anybody's going to be corrupt at that level. <laughs> so is it possible, is it <laughs> stupid to ask, will, Man's, will Man City repeat again as champions? And when was the last time a team repeated as champions two years in a row? You know, it was back to probably back. a Man U team in the mid two thousands, something like that. Yeah, and we can go back that far. Yeah, but I mean, there's no reason that we should think that they're not going to repeat. Even though Liverpool's undefeated, Chelsea's undefeated. Yeah. Uh, At some point, they're going to they're going to they're going to hit the gas a little harder, and and they're going to pull away. And if there's a team prepared to overcome injuries, uh, they're so deep because there's yeah because there's enough guys on the right. bench that can just go. I'll bring this guy in. Yeah. And we were bring in that 14-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, if we need to, we can bring him in. The challenge is they might be in several competitions still as, as the year rolls on, and that, that makes it harder than some other teams. And that's the benefit Chelsea has, is they're not in Champions League. They're in Europa, which they're not going to probably care about too much until they get later. So that's the benefit Chelsea has. But if you're looking at the goal differential, and there's 31 Man City sitting at, and uh, Chelsea and Liverpool are 19 and 18, 12 games in already, that's a that's a huge... Not, not the goal differential means a lot for standings, right. but just tells you where they're at as far as... Man, he's really, really good. So maybe this... And maybe maybe Nick is more apt to answer this, you know, being somewhat English-blooded. Uh, Kenny Dalglish being knighted. Former footballer and manager Kenny Dalglish knighted. Yeah. Sir Kenny, as he's now known. Uh, helping Liverpool win three European Cups in seven years. Managed both Liverpool and the Blackburn Rovers. I know that name. Oh, wow. Uh, supported families of the victims in the Hillsborough disaster. He and his wife raised more than $10 million for charity. Uh, and then honored at Buckingham Palace and uh, gets gets uh, knighted. Also, Tom Hardy. Wow, Tom Hardy got knighted. That's pretty cool. Uh, Jermaine Defoe gets knighted. Oh. And uh, a television historian. And also entrepreneur Joe Malone. So some knighthoods being handed out at uh, Buckingham Palace. And again, Kenny Dalglish. Dalglish. He was the coach for Liverpool for a little while as well, right? Yeah, he did a little bit. I think he did it twice, actually. He might have done it twice. And then I want to say he was at Newcastle as well. Um, Born in Glasgow, signed uh, to Celtic in 67. First team regular in 71. Four Scottish League championships. So he's kind of a big deal. And again, it's kind of cool when they still do these knighthoods because I don't see that all the time in the news. They don't cover it here, obviously. But, you know, when they give them to footballers, it seems like about once every couple of years, they'll they'll give a football uh, guy a knighthood. Beckham, right? Was he mm-hmm. probably the last one? Yeah. Last football. So. Wayne Rooney, I know we kind of went over the whole Wayne thing earlier, but he says his end of his Manchester United career was a bit embarrassing. He feels like he uh, he wasn't playing the best at that time. And, 
He, he said he's, he felt his end of his career at Man United was just not what it should have been. We should talk about United, though. We should. All right, all <laughs> should right. we talk about United? Yeah. We should. I mean, what are you guys the most um, known, Mourinho. The most known team um, on the planet? Hey, Mourinho, I cannot stand. I, I didn't They're in eighth place, by the way. I didn't like him. And they didn't give Man City a, a, a game at all. I thought they might. And um, they didn't. They, they just. Man City's. Really, really good, but man, you just there's no uh, no identity. If we go back to that again, they have no identity. Mm-hmm. They got all these un- unbelievably skilled players. Pogba didn't play. I think he had Fellini playing in his spot, which is a huge drop off. But Fellini can win any ball in the air, and he made some dangerous things because of that. But throughout a whole ninety, uh, not having Pogba hurts a lot. But uh, Marino, how he, long are they going to let him stay in eighth place? How long are they going to let this team stay in eighth place? The most valuable team on the planet. Does Man the Juventus United. win help them out a lot? Did, we talked so, about that. Yeah. That saved them a little bit. Saved them so. a little bit of heat. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN KLM. Herrera. Martial. Rooney. Oh, Cameron nipped in. Martial. This is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015-1480 AM. Jason, Nick, and Perk all here for another week. Yes, it's me, Animal. Okay, so interesting note. I got a text last week. This would be for our American Outlaw friends and for those that might want to join the American Outlaws about oh. some type of bus trip oh, yes. to Kansas yes. City next year. Next, what is it, July? Yeah, Gold Cup, yes. Ooh. And it's like a, but it's like a Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's a yeah. Uh, so the downside with that is we also play in Minneapolis, and we were talking about let's do two bus trips. Let's do Kansas City and then Minneapolis, but they're both in the middle of the week. So so you can't really do. Both. Got a text from Kevin at Captain Jacks. He's like, guess we're doing a bus trip next year. I'm like, oh buddy, and then I look up the date and I'm like, oh man. So it's it's the game. So the Gold Cup is announced as far as. Where you're playing and when you're playing, we don't know opponents yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's CONCACAF teams, of course. So we're pl- it's Wednesday, June 26th. So what Captain Jacks and Kevin will do is take the bus down there uh, on the, 20th, uh, the 25th, that Tuesday, um, and get down there for the night before party. It's going to be at the Power and Light at Johnny's <laughs> and stuff. Uh, there's going to be you know former players probably there, possibly a coach that showed up in the past. It'll be awesome. Klingsman's been there. This will be my first parties. road trip with the American Outlaws. Oh, sweet! Oh, you're gonna love yeah. it. You guys should go, man. It's and it's a lot of fun. Then they'll then they'll go the, they'll, they'll go the game and everything, and then actually come back that night. So you get back late Wednesday night, but you really only have to take Tuesday afternoon off. So probably leave maybe noon. Yeah, because you'll be in shape to go to work when we get back. <laughs> yeah, take that Thursday morning might be a little rough, <laughs> but yeah, you got to take that. Half a Tuesday off, all day Wednesday, and then, you know, try to function Thursday morning. Yeah, and... that's not happening. <laughs> that's what vacation days are built up for. So, um, yeah, so that was a, a, a cool thing. Now, of course, joining the American Outlaws is totally easy, and you get lots of goodies for it, too. And, you know, we are probably getting ready for our American Outlaws uh, Christmas throwdown at some point, or year yeah, end throwdown, it's, it's, or something you know, like that. Captain Jacks has, well, I can't remember the date of it now, but they'll, they'll have like an ugly sweater party. Yes. I um, mean, it's, it's Captain Jacks thing, but American Outlaws are also obviously invited for it, too. So Watching nerdy, um, drunk soccer people dance <laughs> is the best entertainment of all time. It's the best. 
But through Captain Jack's, we do have in just the American Outlaws of Lincoln. Yes, has a new. I, I call it I incorrectly call it an app, but it's a wallet through Apple Wallet or Google Pay, and it's a member pass. And so you get a ten percent discount anytime you show it at Captain Jack's whenever you go, no matter what. And if you go there, and we just introduced this during the USA England game, uh, you can check in during a game and accumulate points for every game you go. Oh, game, cool. game you're there, yeah. And and you scan in, and then but anytime you're there, you get ten percent discount. So if you go to watch an England game, or you go to watch a movie and pop into Captain Jack's for you know a drink or something, so it's a really cool thing that Chris and Kevin are doing for the American Outlaws at Captain Jack's. So it's something to join, of course. Uh, tell them more how to join, and then it's super online. easy yep. online. Theamericanoutlaws.com. There's a membership tab. Uh, you get a T-shirt, a USA bandana, all these discounts, including locally at Captain Jack's. Um, and you can and, go on trips too. You get like first priority to, to do trips. And yeah, because you, you get noticed right away. You get uh, the, and you get uh, tickets uh, in the American Outlaws section. You get uh, notifications for that in the caged um, area when we go to you know in the caged South area. American <laughs> areas. You're in Mexico. We have to Cuba. be in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for. The other team's protection, that's for ours. Actually, the Cuba game, they actually, the bus drove pretty much onto the field accidentally. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't know. The bus driver didn't know. And he awesome. thought they were more important than we really are. And they drove them, like, right to the field. But <laughs> So it's a really cool movement to be part of. It's a lot of fun. And the warehouse is right here in Lincoln because Corey and Justin found this whole thing 11 years ago. And um, it's been so much fun to be part of. You know who else hasn't lost a game? Juventus has not lost a game yet either. <laughs> Since we will talk about everybody because everybody's on break this week, so I figured you know we better probably talk about Juventus because you know there's that one guy who plays for them. Maybe you, uh, I forget his name, uh, Ronaldo, something like that. You know, the guy. So there's you know, Christo- by the way, Ronaldo is second in assists. He's been very good about helping really? other people. So he's a helper. And obviously, the, the team he left is not doing good at all. No. Uh, it, uh, Jason, Mr. Bale's not stepping up. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. It's it's amazing to see they're like fifth or sixth or seventh in, in the league. Yeah. Uh, Real Madrid. I mean, I, I, when's the last time they were sitting in that position? Yeah. Barcelona in first, Sevilla in second, Atletico in third, Alves in fourth, Espanol in fifth, and there is Real Madrid in sixth place with four losses, six wins, and two draws. It's very odd to Four see them there. losses already. Every third game they're losing. That's that's unheard of for them. Now, granted, they're, they're only four points back. That's that's kind of unreal to me too. But uh, that's crazy. When you talk about goal differential, they're usually a team that's at least two to one, three to one, four to one type of goal differential. And oh my that's gosh! Another big difference is they're they're uh, conceding goals left and right, and they've only scored twenty. They're which a is four amazing. goal differential. I never thought about that. Holy cow! Wow. So you've got uh, you've got that. But everybody's off. La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, of course, for the international break. <laughs> Even MLS is off. <laughs> everybody's off. There's nobody playing ball this weekend. What's going on, man? We have to watch some American football. What's going on with that? So you know we've we've uh, you know we've got a we've got a full slate though of everybody getting back into the fold starting uh, next week at the end of next week. Yeah. Everybody is back in. You know, Nick, that uh, old man you kick we were on there for a little bit. Uh, Jose Mourinho is the first. Manager, he, the, he has the most wins in his first 300 games in EPL history, and which might deserve an opportunity to to stay there. I know there's a lot of people that are calling for his head, but uh, I don't know. Sure, they want to chop an axe every every half year, every year at Man United, but uh, but they've got the resources. I mean, it's the same. You you look at Guardiola, Man City, and I get it. Man City's business model is buy the best player at every position. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Um, 
and and they're good at it. But Man United have the you would argue have the same resources, um, sure, pretty cool, much, yeah. and they should be able to do that. And 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 you wanted to we had, we were talking earlier about problems, and Jason could probably talk more about this. But their problem is a manager problem, I think, more than anything else. Um, but that's just me. I, I, I'm not saying I like Mourinho, but he's got the most wins through 300 games. Yeah, and obviously we we know very little about them and and the insights of their program, their, their team. But it does seem that over time Mourinho has struggled to keep the locker room. Uh, that it seems to go south quickly and often. And though he has so much success and so it seems over time he had the locker room in every every pro, every team he was at. And now it seems that at some point a year in. It just seems to go south, and the players don't have his back. Man United are going to pick up a guy in the transfer. It's already been released that they're they're going to go after this guy, Sorez, uh, the Gremio striker, Sorez, in the January transfer window. Got over 100 appearances under his belt for the Brazilian outfit. Has contributed 23 goals. Man United say they're going after this guy. They're going to they're going to pick him up in the transfer window. But it's boggling to me, like, because their problems aren't in attack, right? <laughs> Their the problem, problem is they, is, do, they don't attack as their right, problem. <laughs> right, and they can't defend. I mean, like... <laughs> There's two big problems. They, they, they have Sanchez, Lukaku, Rashford. That's who they have. But they don't yeah. use them in an attack. No, it's so I mean, weird. I don't think... Sanchez doesn't even play half doesn't the play time. much. Uh, Lukaku hasn't been playing a whole heck of a lot. No, they, he got dropped. And then and Rashford, um, you know, who I think is a really good player, doesn't, doesn't do enough. And Lingard, who I think is another really good player, doesn't play in the Prem ever. Uh, and he, until recently, he wasn't even playing, I don't think, Martial a lot. No. And, he, and he's fantastic, and he's playing him mm-hmm. all, all the time now. So do you think that we get to the transfer window, and or maybe even into the year, and then they, they cut him loose, they cut Mourinho loose, or is they going to give him the full season? I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't make the full season. But he keeps, when you think he's out, he pulls off these Juventus wins. He, when he, yeah. He th- when, so, right. I don't know. I, I don't think he'll make it through the season. But I I would I'm probably in agreement with you there, Perk. Yeah, I but, don't think you'll make it. Jason, you got big plans for the weekend. How's how's coaching going? Uh, it's well, it was going all right. Unfortunately, we just ended our season recently in our conference semifinals, so we're all done for the season. Who are we uh, up against? Uh, Hastings. Uh, they're I think number four team in the nation, Oof. and uh, unfortunately. We need to play our best come playoff time, and we got to the semifinal and uh, didn't quite. You play see our these best. things happening on the field, and you're like, I, I feel it in my bones. But then the kids will turn around and do something amazing, and then you're like, okay, I was wrong. But <laughs> then there's some of those times that you just can't, you can't pull them out of the tailspin. Yeah, and you get to playoffs. Uh, every team's good, and you just need to to play well. And uh, you know, watching on the sideline, the game looks really easy, but it's it's a little harder than oh, that. I can and only uh, imagine. But uh, uh, coach, I did see where you finished ten five and four, which means it's your Eighth straight ten win season, so yeah. congratulations to well, you. That's, thanks, that's, a, that's fantastic. He's not going to take that compliment. I'm going to brag for you. Did we talk about how he got his hundredth college win no, this no. season as well? No, I, I don't remember. Yeah, he did. So good job, you, Jay. Yeah. Well, thanks. I haven't. Kicked, I haven't kicked compliment. the ball. I haven't kicked the ball in a long time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you're telling others how to do it. That's keep up the good work, Nick. Yeah, always good to see you. You got anything this weekend? Uh I'm coaching a little bit of youth soccer. Gotcha. And going on a ski trip with my family. Oh, fun. Perk, what's the plan? Ah, going to watch some American football, I suppose. Yes, yeah, Oscar's yeah. taking on Sparty this weekend. It'll yeah. be interesting to see if we can, you know, maybe play the role of spoiler. That'd be kind of uh, nice. I like that. <laughs> I, like, I wish we weren't getting up at, uh, you know, for an 11 a.m. kick. But it's the price know. you pay for the season we've been having. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, some people just don't want to see us at 2.30, I guess. That's just the way it goes. Well, hey, another real football show is in the books. It's Animal Perk. 
Guys, thanks so much for joining us. And, of course, we'll get with you. No, not next week. There will not be a real football show next week because it's Thanksgiving. We'll be uh, eating turkey or stuff. And, and stuffing. Of, and, and lots of stuffing. Happy Thanksgiving. If anything, it's a real football show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM.